Mike, the uh, Super Bowl is coming up. Here's one thing on my bucket list. I uh, have never been in a town when that town has won the Super Bowl. I hear it is wild. Have you ever experienced this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great memory. Living in Kansas City for grad school, the Chiefs went to Super Bowl LIV. I'm not going live. Gonna, yeah, live Super live. Bowl. And we won. It was incredible. I had a watch party with people from our church. We were just losing our absolute minds. and I can't imagine. Yeah, we beat the 49ers. It was a great, great, great memory. I knew people at the game. And then um, we, Gabby and I took off driving around town just in ecstasy. We were so excited. And we went to this place called the Plaza. If you live in Kansas City, you know that's kind of the, the cultural hub of the town. And there were people just stopped in the middle of intersections, honking. The whole city was losing its mind. It was incredible. Great experience. Would highly recommend. And since you said bucket list, I'm guessing you've never experienced anything like this? No. Funny story. I, I've come real close. So I, I told you I lived in New York. Did I mention I lived in New York? Mm -hmm. New yeah. York City? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, when I lived there, I, I've I told heard. you about that. Yeah, I've heard. Well, I was living in New York City. And, uh, you know, so I was there. This is funny. When um, the Giants won the Super Bowl, I should have been there. But at that time, I was actually back home at Cincinnati with my parents getting treated for cancer. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Bless Your Heart cast, where we discuss your favorite movies, music, art, and culture from a Christian worldview. Trevor, bless your heart. Bless your heart, Mike. Yeah. Um, how's your week going? Uh, yeah. Uh, we had one of those. We had a week. We had a snow day. My man, like when you're in college, snow day, happy memories, right? Absolutely. Like have four little kids and then have a <laughs> snow day. Like it is uh, not the same energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was It was a lot. Uh, it was It was a lot. It was How a, was your snow day? It was a gross snow. It, it, it was, yeah. uh, we, we went out 930 uh, at night when it was really coming down, nice. texted a bunch of the college students and said, Hey, we're going to do a snowball fight on the meadow. Um, and we just pounded each other with snowballs for a while, tried to build a snowman, but there was mud. And do so, you want to build a mud man? Exactly. It was disgusting. And someone tackled it and it deserved to be tackled because it was a gross looking snowman. It so, sounds like an offense to all able-bodied young men. Yeah. And then it was, you know, it was just muddy the next day. So it was an interesting snow day, but I enjoyed the day off. Um, that's the good thing about working in college administration. You get those days off. Oh, day off. Yeah. I would call it a day on like legit. Yeah. It is. Okay. Here's, I don't have kids yet. Here's a fun fact, uh, for you young men out there. Um, this is something that the older men know. It's, it's kind of a secret. I shouldn't be saying this on a podcast, but uh, here's the skinny. When young men have babies, they tend to spend more time at the office. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is for two reasons. A, that's where you make the money. And B, um, home is not this seat of serenity and peace uh, that it once was. I'm not saying that. I'm a selfish person, but I am implying it. Yeah, and you can tell that I don't have kids because we're recording a podcast in my home, <laughs> oh, yeah. which could where's, never happen. Mike, where's the screaming? I, this is, <laughs> are, is everything okay? I'm right. not hearing screaming. Right. I feel a little anxious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, today, um, Mike, I thought we would talk about movies. Have you seen these things? Movies? I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. So what they'll do is you'll sit in a dark room with 40 people and they will put images on a screen and these images will move 
accompanied by sound. That's uh, called a. I think I used to go to those pre-pandemic. I think I have some memory of that oh, pre-COVID. Um, I remember where you all just before. gather in a, a large room, usually popcorn, snacks, soda. Yeah, it involved. smells good. It smells good. It does smell good. Um, most of them. Most of them. So yeah, what we're talking about is movies writ large. Um, is it an art form? Mm. Yes. Check. Okay. Next yeah. question. Easy question. What other questions are we going to field uh, here, Mike? I, what's the point, right? What's the point? I, I mean, why do we subject ourselves to um, an hour and a half to two and a half to some of my favorite movies, three and a half hours of um, entertainment, like in this form? Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting point to me. I, I sit here and think about why am I doing this? What's the point? Yeah, um, I have heard uh, uh, J.B. Peterson. Um, there's a there's a spicy fellow for you, but he, I mean, it's an interesting question. What are, what are you doing when yeah. you're sitting in a movie theater? What are you actually doing? Um, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Where shall we begin? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point is, is, it, and it kind of goes back to all entertainment. Why do we, why do we need entertainment? Why do we want entertainment? And, and thank goodness our entertainment has evolved, um, past the point of the, the gladiators, um, and yeah. bread and circuses and things like that. Um, yeah. but yeah, w w why, what's the point of movies? And I think the, the point of movies purely entertainment, um, to entertainment. me and, and, and to enjoy a medium, um, which I consider art. I know the, we can talk about that in a, in a moment of, of, of this is, is this a legitimate art form, yeah. but to be divorced for a while from reality as it were, and enter into pure entertainment, whether that's drama, whether that's horror, whether that's pure comedy, um, some of my favorite movies. Uh, but yeah, to, to me, it's this pure entertainment factor. Okay. So there's two threads there, right? There yeah. is the, uh, entertainment and I'm going to, uh, uh, nerd out, uh, English professor wise on that in just a second. There's pure entertainment. And then there's, you said, you know, take a break from reality, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, can anyone not identify with that? <laughs> um, and one thing I want to highlight entertainment, like in its older form, and you still hear this from time to time, it sounds old fashioned, -y, but to entertain guests, mm, right? Like mm -hmm. that is the original idea. And the idea is what take them in, make sure they're having a good time. Like rejuvenate. Is we had rooms dedicated to this in old Victorian houses, the parlor, the entertainment room, right? right. It was designed. This is where we entertain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it is, it is a favor you're doing for someone else to what to make them just feel less awful all yeah, the time right right, right. Um, and you know why do i win back <laughs> back in the before uh, not before covid but before kids we use you know i like my favorite thing to do absolutely on friday night get get out to a theater uh, watch something it's exciting it's with people and it is rejuvenating in some sense why i don't know is it art i mean do we really need to talk? Of course it is. Is there anyone out there on the other side? This is not, this is not beautiful paintings. This is not sculpture. Right. I think, I think there, there can be a case maybe to say not all movies are art. Okay. Um, some of them are interesting. Yeah. Maybe the visual or, or the, um, the movie version of hotel art where we, we may not, we may say it's the absence right. of, um, I, I don't know that, every movie made. I don't know that Abraham Lincoln vampire killer is art. I know that it is. <laughs> um, but I do know it takes work. Even, even parody movies, even satirical movies uh, that we may not go to as, as artsy movies yeah. are still artistic in a way. 
Yeah, yeah, artistic. You know, as someone who tries to write creatively, I am more willing to cut a lot of slack here and mm-hmm. saying the person who did this was trying to do art. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like I and I I mean that like any crummy thing, it's it's I'm not saying it's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, but bad art. I, mean, I think that's the best way to understand it. it mm-hmm. It's art. It's terrible and and maybe worthless. But yeah, I mean it's like saying you know, uh, the 2000 four Bengals, they were playing football right. technically. <laughs> They're great now, but you know, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think, I think there's a case to be made that, and, and art is anyone's expression of uh, their, their attempt to express the, the good, the true and the beautiful. And, um, even in strange, I mean, we can get into visual, um, painted works of art and we may do that in a later episode. Um, and we'll talk about literature on here. We'll talk about even video games as art in later episodes. I know video game and literature. Yeah, absolutely. We have an expert. Um, but yeah, I think I think I would say simply movies are art. It's it's a viable art form uh, in that it it was someone that director that writer yeah. all coming together. Even the actors performing on uh, on on camera. It's it's a work of art to create this. The editors in the back room that you never see the animators and animated movies, they're creating art um, for us to enjoy. Art is a means of escape. Art is a means of drawing us up into the, the true, the good and the beautiful. Again, that can come in kind of macabre senses sometimes, but it's still art um, though. It may be the art of unsettling or the art of scaring. Um, yeah. Let's get to, uh, uh, let's sit on escape for a second. Yeah. Um, is it, uh, Ooh, there's a letter, and I can't remember if it's from Tolkien to Lewis or from Lewis to Tolkien, but uh, uh, he said, one, one made the point to the other, there is only one person in life whose constant concern ought to be preventing escape, and that is a jailer. If you And, and we, what he was speaking back to is like, oh, this fantasy stuff is escapism. And Tolkien, or Lewis's point, was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds it, like Tolkien. Yeah. Um, I think, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, dreaming. What is dreaming to be elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, what is a vacation to be elsewhere? Yeah. Um, what is a retreat uh, to be elsewhere? With right. A spiritual twist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this does seem, you know, 100%. This is something like try to live a life without any of these things. Um, some people do. Um, and it's rougher than it might be otherwise. Yeah. I can tell I've had the freedom the last, I guess this semester, this spring 23 semester, uh, of having some freedom in the evenings, which has been nice, um, to simply turn my mind off, watch a movie. And, and I can tell when I haven't done that, Right. Like when I haven't had that escape, when I haven't had a a trip away Mm -hmm. or I haven't had an evening to play a video game for a while or just kind of put my headphones on and listen to an album. These are all forms of escape for me from the rigors of my job, from the rigors of just this constant like news cycle that you want to get out of. And for me recently, that's been movies. And uh, I've really enjoyed that so far the last few weeks, just getting down to watch a few movies. Um, It's rare. Yeah, um, and it'll probably go away. Um, knock on wood. Right now, I'm probably not going to have that next week. Right, but um, the semester goes on. But man, I can't imagine life without that. Right. So you said something in there that uh, I just hate, 
(laughs) (laughs) And that's, uh, let me, you know, I'll let you respond. But, you know, you said, uh, turn your mind off and Mm. watch. And I'm like, "Uh, no, don't turn your mind off. I mean, okay, so right now, um, what I like to play, I mentioned this last time, is World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. What I like to play is online chess. Like, turn your mind off for online chess. Like, good luck. Um, World of Warcraft is extremely complicated. You have... 20 buttons you have to press right. and depending on are you standing in fire right now are you standing in lava do you like does someone need to be healed right like you have there is so many decisions that you have mm. to make you mm. you it's very brain forward if you want yeah um you know are, is there mindless entertainment well yeah there is yeah. isn't there yeah um it's just you know it's it's not what i go for and i there is I am not always up for reading War and Peace. I'm not always up for trying to tackle Nietzsche. Like at the yeah. end of the day, I am out of gas. Um, but, you know, and this is something people talk about all the time, mm-hmm. you know, tuning out something like this. Right. Hmm, it's something I struggle with because your brain is never off. Your brain is right. never off. It might be wandering. It might need to wander. But that's not the same thing as off. Like how, like, are you literally sitting in a zombified, like, you know, like vegetable state. Yeah. yeah like, like you're not, you're not, even when you are in a vegetable state, you're dreaming. Like your yeah, mind is never, never off. off. And I, you know, I just want to observe that and uh, push back on uh, the, the idea of turning your mind off. It's not clear to me that that's good or possible. I don't know. Right. Like you like, perhaps. You re- uh, yeah. yeah I, I agree. Um, and I think there's, there's a, there's a difference between, mindless entertainment and and the, that would go under the phrase turn your mind off i think that's unhealthy so what um, are we talking like can we get specific uh, reality tv or yeah probably just that stuff you have muzak might be okay. um oh i love <laughs> they made muzak a like a thing have you listened to vaporwave no oh my gosh go to youtube and type in vaporwave it's all i've been listening to for the past five years it's just muzak elevator music but like edgy oh boy anyway yeah Movies. Um, if I could describe you, yeah, it would be elevator music, but yeah, edgy, edgy elevator um, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah. I, I don't know quite the verbiage I'm going for here. Um, but I do think good art, taking in art, taking in good movies, taking in good books, whatever is, even if it is escapism, you still need to read that. Um, it's, it's like, uh, we hear that you can hear, but not listen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to do that. You want, you want to hear and listen, AKA you want to understand what's being brought in. You want to, um, you want to look and you also want to see as, as that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Listening and, versus hearing. I and, totally get that. And that's not quite that you can, you can sit and I don't want to say center yourself cause that's not really my belief system, but you can, um, push every, push the, the stresses of your day away. And, um, yeah. is it you stress? That's good stress. EU, uh, EU means good in Greek. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can you can get rid of the distress of your day, like like the mm. money problems, job mm. problems, relationship issues, whatever you know the, the the weight of the world. Like I talked about earlier, get that distress out of your life. Bring in, take in an art form that might bring in you stress. Is the character going to survive? Yeah, thrillers. Yeah, like it, if if a thriller is not stressful, then it's terrible. And, and really, any piece of of art, any movie specifically should bring a sense of you stress into your life. Um, 
it, with that plot? Is it going to resolve? How is this going to work out? And you're not bringing distress because when that movie's over, it's over. And, and, and you're not, unless you're a, a really, really affected by this film, you're not going to be taking that into work the next day. You might think about it and, and, and review it and talk about it. Um, there are movies we're going to talk about on our next episode that we can't stop thinking about, but we, uh, I think inviting that you stress and that good stress that, that, that brings you, and then you, you get in, in, involved in this movie and then you're at peace when it resolves or it doesn't resolve. Right. Uh, however that ends, you, you've kind of escaped while not turning your brain off. So I'm fighting against that. That's, that's a, okay. uh, uh, maybe a, you've a, been called out. Yes. I was called out, corrected. <laughs> and Hey, look, I, I turned my course. I've repented in wow. sackcloth and ash. Wow. I'm so glad what I was able to do for you. This is really amazing. This has been a successful intervention. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never use the phrase again. Please don't. So, um, one word I want to talk about yeah. with relationship to, and this goes for stories, movies, art generally, but in the context of movies, redemptive. Mm. The movie was redemptive. Yeah. Um, I hear this from time to time, and I'm not so sure about the term. Um, when you hear a friend say it was redemptive, or maybe it had it, it was pretty messy, you know, maybe it was a hard R, but it was redemptive. Mm. What, 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 you know, what, what do you hear? Yeah, I think. I think we're all desiring redemption. I think every human, it's an eight in each of us to desire some sort of redemptive story. And there's a reason for that that we can talk about. But I think there's something written within us innately that desires some sort of redemption. And so when we take in a movie, we're looking for a story of redemption. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, um, partially. I mean, there's a lot going on yeah. here. Um, any Pixar movie, right? Like, <laughs> I was talking to, uh, you know, because you can expect a happy ending. Or at least yeah. a mostly happy. It might be bittersweet, but the sweetness mm -hmm. is there. Um, up, right? Yeah. The first three, movie, three, uh, first three minutes of Up are like... <sighs> grief. Yeah, like real, just real traumatizing. Life, act, life grief. Yeah. I mean, the, the the fact that they can tell such an affecting story. I mean, I was in tears in the theater yeah. uh, after three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is, of the movie Up. And you remember it if you've seen it. You cannot forget it if you've seen it. He's The main character is a, is a boy, and he's a quirky guy who wants to travel. Oh, boy meets quirky girl who wants to travel, fall in love. Um, everything's hunky dory. It's time to have kids. They can't have kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's a punch. And then she dies. Yeah. And that's a punch. And yeah. that's all. That's it. That's the first three minutes, five minutes. And I'm just like, I, I instantly love these characters because right. the animators do an excellent job of presenting them. I love both of them. They're both, uh, I want the best for both of them. They can't have the best. Um, and then the story ends, that story ends. And then the other story begins. What is redemptive about it? Um, the what? What is he lost? What is the main character lost? He's lost love, and he's lost children, or at least the ability to have yeah. children. Um, and if you've known anyone in this situation, you know that it is a serious grief. Well, the first five minutes are making a promise. They're saying he has lost a child, but. He's going to gain a child. He's going to be a dad. He is. Yeah. And that's what the story is. The, the, when we talk about is this redemptive, the redemptive arc is he does get to be a dad to this little goofy um, Cub Scout boy. Right. 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 Um, and by the end of it, he goes from grumpy old man to 
slightly less grumpy old man who is yeah. now sort of a father figure right. for this guy. Redemption, right? Like loss and return yeah. redeemed. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's why when that doesn't happen in a movie, when our our desire, our insatiable hunger for redemption is not met, um, we I mean, that's why we love revenge stories, right? We we mm. see the uh, we see even the, the 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 topic of the Avengers, right? The, I mean, the most popular superhero movie franchise of all time was based on vengeance. Is based on um, redeeming bad things. Uh, that's their whole title. That's their whole shtick. And 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 we we want them to defeat Loki. We want mm-hmm. them to defeat uh, Thanos. And when when it doesn't work out for a while, um, I mean, if you're Marvel, you just hop into another, another multiverse until it works. Um, and we there's a teaser for a later episode. Sure. Um, but we we hunger for that. We and so it, it distorts us when it doesn't happen. Well, know? so here's one for you. Can't you think of a great movie that you love and you walk away like that was good? And not redemptive. Here's I, a clue. The Godfather. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I it, it's not. It's not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's redemptive. The um, spoilers for 50-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> Godfather 1, I think I mentioned. Uh, we'll get into this. Um, Our favorite episode. Yeah. Right. Um, the scene, the, the final image of The Godfather Part 1, um, what has Michael Corleone sacrificed everything for? Like, what is his primary motivation rescuing his family what's the final image of the movie he's in his office and he is closing the door literally on his wife Kay. um he is shutting her out he has created distance between himself and her he has lost what he was after it's not redemption right Right. but it's great and it's true like it's it's Mm -hmm. you if you make this choice to sacrifice your uh, morals, you, you you choose what is evil over what is good in order to be a savior. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to, and that's what he does. He's competent. He can be a savior. Yeah. And of course he can't. Um, right. So true is redemptive the word I'd use. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, here's another one for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this story redemptive? How about the parable of the indebted uh, uh, servant? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, how does the story go? He this the you, you know the story the servants f- forgiven a million dollars let's say yeah uh, by his master and then he turns around and he beats up a guy under him who owed him a hundred dollars yeah that's the end of the story right now oh, the end of the story is he gets thrown in jail right right, right. He, he, the, the the master says I just gave you a million dollars you're gonna throw a fit over a hundred yeah go to jail okay end of story redemptive like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's the word I would use true helpful yeah. good. Um, I don't know, re- uh, redemptive. Let me throw some other examples at yeah. you. Like, um, I sometimes, you know, you use the word redemptive in a very helpful way. Like the uh, resolution, you know, it's yeah. like Aristotelian, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Really. It's, it's a cath- uh, catharsis or my, my beginning, my Plato and my Aristotle. <laughs> anyway. Welcome, welcome to the club. Yeah. Anyway, there is a kind of bro who would run in our circles who might say, you know, this, uh, the movie was pretty rough. I'm not sure if I should watch it, but it's redemptive. Okay. When like back up North, no one in any Christian circle I was aware of who loved movies, like really batted an eye at like anything, Yeah, you know, it's kind of like smorgasbord, no holds barred. Why, why even ask the question? Let's watch everything all the time. Yeah. That's been my attitude. 
get down here in, uh, you know, join a Southern Baptist church, join a Southern Baptist university and watching rated R movies is like a no, no. Right. And it's like, Oh gosh, I remember that from when I was five. Yeah. But it, you know, it's like, look, um, I hear some guys talk about use the word redemptive in almost like a justifying way. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's Mm -hmm. redemptive. Okay. So let me give you, um, like I have heard, I've heard just about everything and I'm not sure. Okay. Here's a movie for you. Um, the, uh, uh, Requiem for a dream. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like train spotting. Yeah. Okay. These movies that are about drugs. Yeah. Right. Uh, redemptive. I, I don't, would anyone, someone might call it redemptive. Um, is it worth watching? Ah, like part of me wishes every 15 year old would watch Requiem for a Dream because yeah. it's the story of lives absolutely being ruined mm-hmm. by heroin. Yeah. Heroin is stronger than you. It will destroy you. Yeah. Right? That's the message. And that's true. Like, and it's, it's a good, it's well done. It's artistically well done. It's mm-hmm. a good movie. It's absolutely harrowing. Like it'll, you know, it kept me off a of drug so far, <laughs> right? Like it's terrorizing. Redemptive, was it worth it? I mean, there there is one scene in particular in that movie, you know, the, the meme is you can't unsee. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. Like, do, like ought, ought I have seen that movie? Right. And and that's where we get into this this idea of is um, our movies morally neutral? Are they morally good? Are they morally uh, bad? Is there, do we excuse content for, um, right. For redemption? Right. Um, it was redemptive. Well, <laughs> was, it was it worth it? It was artistic, you know, right. and, and that's where we don't want to gain the world, but lose our soul. Right. That's where we don't want to, for the sake of, uh, enjoying something with our eyes or even something that's a stimulating intellectual journey, such as a good movie. Um, for the sake of our holiness, for the sake of our pursuit of um, Christ-centered morals as Christians, and so I, I you know, I, I'm not a I'm not a strict no R-rated movies guy um, myself. Uh, I love there's a lot of R-rated movies that I love. Um, there's lines where I I'll, I'll look I look on IMDb for uh, before I watch any movie and just kind of see what the content might be um, so that I don't want to, whatever art I'm about to take in is not worth me losing step in my pursuit of Jesus. I mean, I mean, just as a Christian, that's where, that's where I am. um, Redemptive or not, you know, if, if if the, if the good guy wins or not. And, and and especially if there's, there's not that redemptive take, I, I just, I can't see why we would do that. Right. And, and, um, I know that this is not in the Bible. There's no category for, uh, explicit category for, should you watch this movie? Should you not watch this movie? Is it worth it? Um, it's a, it's a place of Christian freedom. It's a place where we can have Liberty, um, as brothers and sisters, um, to have good discussions on what is worth watching, what is not worth watching. So you haven't read the new international extended version? I have not yet. Not and IEV. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does uh, speak to this very question. Uh, check it out. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I can't unsee things. One one thing that I think we can see from real Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of this verse sometimes. It's not what um, goes into a man that makes him unclean, but what comes out of a man. Absolutely. I think that. Uh, I mean, obviously. 
biblical, true. Yep. Um, and as someone will point out, you know, garbage in, garbage out. If if I'm yep. sitting around all day watching extremely racy movies, yeah, you know, I'm submitting myself to real temptation. Yeah, right. Like, yep. uh, is, would anyone deny that? Yeah. So and and there's my advice, listeners. This is free. Um, really? Yeah. This is for the premium subscribers. Yeah, absolutely. Paywall right now. Um, no, is walking in wisdom. We know that wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord. And um, walk forward. And when you're deciding on whether or not I watch this movie, walk forward in wisdom. Think about it. Think about the effect that it's going to have. Um, and so let's, as, as we kind of continue this discussion, let's go to something fun. And, and and here we go. This is kind of even an extension. I like fun. An extension of what you just talked about. Should Christians watch non-Christian movies go? <laughs> Non-Christian movies. Yeah. Never never heard of one. There's, never heard there, of one. There so the implication is that there are non-Christian yeah, movies Trevor, out there? Out, outside of this world, there are so many movies. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, every I, I agree with what you said. Um, uh, before I got here and started like thinking, being surrounded by Southern Baptists, I was kind of like, yeah, watch whatever. And now looking back, it's like, eh. I'm I'm certainly more open to watching <laughs> harder stuff, we'll say, mm-hmm. than maybe uh, your average Southern Baptist churchgoer. Uh, but it's it's definitely the case that there are things that I wish that I hadn't seen. Yeah. Simply. Yeah. 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 Um, I think there's a good category. I think there's things to learn though. Uh, one of the, one of my favorite sayings and, and not that we should, you know, uh, subject ourselves to, um, tons of outside influences or anything like that just on purpose, but, uh, God can use crooked sticks to draw straight lines mm. and, um, inspires people who aren't even in the faith to make things that are beautiful. And it's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I teach world lit here and, you know, I teach Homer, I teach Virgil, mm-hmm. these old timers. And it's like, look, they, they're prefiguring. For example, uh, the hero goes down into Hades for a time and then yep. comes back up as a hero. Where have I heard that before? Yep. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're touching, they don't know it. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're groping darkly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be a Christian to create good art yeah um, uh i mean there are just truths that are out there that people have apprehended for since there have been people yeah absolutely so i can watch a non-christian movie tonight if i want to i'm gonna say it's okay okay good 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 um is there a place for christian movies no <laughs> oh my gosh like oh gosh <sighs> christian Okay, like uh, there's Christian music, Bach. There's uh, Christian yeah. poetics, Milton. Like right. Christian stuff can be good, but like when you say Christian movies, that is a marketing term. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a marketing term. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like we don't, the standard doesn't have to be as high because we know we've got folks who will eat this up. And I'm yeah. I'm not trying to be too insulting here, but maybe a little bit. Um, I, it's just the 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 air quote Christian movies that I've seen. It's just, it's just not as well done, you know, because I think it's because they understand probably correctly. The the producers understand probably correctly that look, we don't have to be as good because we've got the market built in. They'll come. They'll they'll secure. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
it's interesting. It's been an interesting paradigm shift over the last, I don't know, 2000 years. Um, if you go and you look at medieval art, the people who were creating those things were not in all cases. This is not a perfect um, example, but were believers. They were they would they were Christians. They were creating works for the church, whether that's literature, whether that's um, painted art, visual art, uh, sculptures. Look at the art from the Renaissance period, from uh, b- the pre-modern period. It's it's made for the church. The Christians were the ones leading the way. And the standard was I'm high. A professor and I agree. Yeah, thank you. Whew, I paid attention to class. <laughs> um, the standard was high, though. I mean, yeah. Sistine Chapel high, right? <laughs> hey. Um, but it was high. But the the the, the problem has become uh, the standard's low. It's yeah. it's it's a low threshold. Um, and, and and I think we're taking advantage of that low threshold. Low. Uh, if Christians are to wander into a medium of art like movies, they should be producing the best movies. That's my opinion. I don't know if everyone shares that, but if we make a category for Christian film, we undo what's been done in Christian film up to this point. There are some okay ones. There's some really bad ones. Um, but if we, if we just say we're going to do this and it's going to be redemptive, yeah, we need to be the best. I, I mean, and, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I mean, Okay, so let's let's take the other side of the argument. Like, look, we're not trying to be Shakespeare. We're trying to entertain people. Right. And um, look, let's be elitists here for a second. You want to be elitist with me? Yeah, sure. I'm elitist. I'll try. Um, you know, like, okay, I've got a, a PhD in literature. What I think is good is like I'm I'm in let's I'm in like the top one percent of the top one percent of people <laughs> who have read the best stuff in history. Of course, I'm not going to go for. So to use myself as a standard for like what Christian artists ought to be going for, Mm -hmm. that's probably just not realistic. Yeah. And look, uh, you know, I, I, the Christian movies I've seen have, have been underwhelming, but you know, Hey, not everyone is just running around with a PhD in English and might find real joy, real hope, real encouragement. Mm -hmm. From some of these movies, and 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 I don't want to, I don't want to be too much of a curmudgeon. I don't want to detract yeah. from that either. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I think I think experientially, um, the the messages of some of these movies are are positive. They're right. They're biblical. They're they might be helpful to people, like, and and they're probably made from a good motivation of wanting to point people in the direction of Christ centered hope and reality. That's fine. I just I don't have a PhD in literature. Yeah. I have an MDiv. Yet. I'm like the market, right? Like, like I was. Are you? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, on paper, I was okay. in ministry. I, I was in uh, like that was that's me. I, I've in the Baptist world, in the Bible Belt. I should be your your target audience, and it's still just. I mean, watch. Remember the Titans or Rudy? Great football movies next to Christian football movies. They ju- they're just not the same. The fun. And, we need to get Denzel. Yeah, absolutely. And a great Christian actor, Denzel. Um, absolutely is. And and so we need to learn and be conversant with um the culture as Paul was in Acts 17. Yes. Um this is not being this is not being in the world but it, or of the world but it's being in the world. We need to be conversant with great works as Paul was and we need to inhabit movies and, 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 and see that God can use 
crooked sticks to draw straight lines. And, and, and rather than always escaping to our own culture and building up our own movies, music, and, and being so divorced from where we live, we need to see that the Lord can use those things to show us redemption. I mean, watch movies and, and, and learn how to engage those with a biblical worldview. I'm not saying take in images that no one should take in. I'm not giving you a, this is not your get out of jail free card for, for watching any movie you want. I'm not saying that have standards, but I am saying go and watch a movie. If it seems like a good movie and it's from a good director that you enjoy and it has actors and actresses that you enjoy watch perform, go watch that movie. And maybe, maybe those directors and actresses and actors and writers and producers are groping around in the darkness and they're stumbling upon redemptive themes and and you may come away with a different appreciation from a different point of view um you may not agree with everything in that movie gosh you don't have to that would be terrible yeah but go and engage that and 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 see it and and think as you watch it uh, about what god might be teaching you even through this strange medium that's only been around for less than 100 years yeah it's it almost sounded for a minute there like you were arguing for a liberal arts Christian education. Absolutely, I am. Oh, wow. What are the odds? <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's let's wrap up. Um, just give me like four or five examples of great movies in your mind. Four or five examples. I mentioned Godfather. There's two Godfather movies. Some people say three. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. We don't recognize the, the three. That's not canonized. No, it's, it's apocryphal. Yeah. Um, the Gospel of Thomas of Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> yeah, it really is uh, disappointing. Um, I love Top Gun. Everyone saw the second one. Mm-hmm. It was great because it was cut paste. Yeah, the first one, so good. Um, and it, hey, look if it if it works, if it ain't broke. Uh, what else do I love? I love. Um, oh, here's a weird one for you. Yeah. Um, I'm into anime. I like uh, a couple of my favorite anime movies: Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. Okay. Um, guy goes around fighting vampires with these. Uh, vampire hunting brothers. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, it's pretty violent. <laughs> I do enjoy it. And then Akira. Uh, yeah. I really, I mean, yeah. y- you watch Akira and you're like, oh, this is what Stranger Things and right, like right. Dragon Ball and like like everything comes from Akira. Like right. it's, um, it's and, and it holds up. Like the the animation, the the music is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's not Japanese actually. It's uh, Malaysian, I believe. Oh, that's true. Um, I, I just love it to death. I've seen it's it's one of those I could I've watched a hundred times. I could watch a hundred more. Yeah. How about you? Um, Midnight in Paris, Woody Allen. Yep. Um, just so you guys know, we're going to be diving in the next episode to our favorite movies. Uh, Trevor will be discussing The Godfather Part Two specifically, just because it's the best, and he loves sequels and hates originality. Hate it. Um, I'll be discussing this movie, Midnight in Paris. It's a Woody Allen movie. It's excellent. You guys should tune into that episode. Um, man, I love Forrest Gump. Uh, it's, it's never one, heard of it. <laughs> one Who's of my Tom Hanks. One of my favorites. I love Tom Hanks. I, I really do love Tom he's Hanks. So, he's honestly just good. Like it's hard. Nobody doesn't love Tom Hanks. He's yeah. the Sara Lee of Ooh, actors. That's good. Um, yeah, Midnight in Paris. Tom uh, uh, Forrest Gump. I I love. I love. I love the Shawshank Redemption. Who um, doesn't? I mean, again, I'm picking like, it's I'm, in the title. I'm picking like T-ball hits right now, <laughs> yeah. but they're yeah, so, these are, these are real spicy. Takes they're here. so good. And yeah. I love anything. Jimmy Stewart. I love getting on HBO max is amazing. And they have so huh. many old movies. I didn't know that. And 
Jimmy Stewart is. It doesn't matter Jimmy. what movie it is. He's just so good. He's he's like uh, maybe a Tom Hanks of their generation, yeah, but I see that. excellent actor. Really From Vertigo a, to uh, Oh Vertigo once. Yeah, yeah so good. Um, North by Northwest is one that I, I absolutely love. So anyway, um, dive into those movies. Hey, uh, last thing we're wrapping up. What have you been enjoying this week? What have I been enjoying this week? Not a snow day so much. <laughs> um, hey, I messed around with this. Uh, you've heard about the robots that are taking over society. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of them is called Mid Journey AI. Mid Journey AI. And you, it's so bizarre. You go into Discord of all things, mm-hmm. and then you chat with the bot. And you say, I want a picture of a frog. And it'll paint a picture of a frog. <laughs> like, it'll just create an image. Or yeah. like... Um, this is going to be old of me, but I've seen people share those on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. You're, you're an old timer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's unreal. Like, people have done... If you go to YouTube and you type in, um, as an 80s sitcom, like, like yeah, blank, yeah. As, but not blank, as an 80s sitcom. And it'll it'll come up with... Like Breaking Bad as an 80s sitcom, oh, cool, cool. like Family Guy as an 80s sitcom. And they're all these uh, AI-generated yeah. art products of, like, you, you just tell the computer, uh, do Cartman from South Park, but as an 80s sitcom yeah. character. And it's like, oh, that's him. Like, it's, wow. I can't, like, it, I feel like we're watching the internet get reinvented. Like, yeah. I, rem- I am old enough to remember being a teenager without the internet. And that is the closest thing to what mm-hmm. I think AI is doing right now. It's unreal. Wow. Wow. How about yourself? I have uh, been listening a lot to an artist named Gregory Allen Isakov. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's uh, like a chess player. Yeah, he does. Um, and he probably does play chess, but he has an album. Uh, I love his album, Evening Machines. It's one of my favorites while I'm working. Um, it's very relaxed, great stuff. But he has this album where he's live with the Colorado Symphony. Um, and it is a mesmerizing listen, uh, just enjoying it. It takes me, it, it lets me escape for a time. It also is good work music. If you're, if you're needing focus, um, and you can work, I, I can work when people are singing. I know some people prefer instrumental music, but man, Gregory Allen Isakov, uh, live with the Colorado symphony or the Denver symphony. I can't remember which one, but, um, it is an incredible album. Uh, mm. just, uh, the depth of the music, uh, his acoustic playing while singing, but then you hear the strings come in behind him and it doesn't sound like cheesy movie screen, uh, strings. It's, it's real. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's kind of haunting at some points. Um, I, a lot of it in a minor key, which is just, it's just enough to, to keep you on the edge of your seat while also not needing to take in every word that he's saying though. The stories of the, the lyrics are incredible too. Um, mm. So that's what I've been jumping into. It's been a lot of fun. I'm also again from uh, we'll talk about this again, but man, the NFL playoffs still uh, still happening and the Here Chiefs, we go. Chiefs and Bengals. It's the big one. By the time you hear this, it'll be over. You will know that the Cincinnati reigns supreme, <laughs> but for us, that's the future. Hey, we're so glad you've tuned in. Um, we are going to keep pushing these out. Next week, we'll be listening. We'll be talking about our favorite movie. So please tune in. It'll be a lot of fun for you, I think. Hopefully, this has kind of given you an idea of what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a topic from a broad perspective like movies or fiction or music or video games, whatever that is. And then the next week after that, we will discuss our favorites of that. So be sure to tune in. It's kind of a macro micro thing that we're going to try out for a while. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to it. Um, We're so glad that you tuned in. Any last thoughts? 
This has been Trevor Babcock. Bless your heart, Mike. Bless your heart, Trevor. Thanks for listening. Peace.